What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me, the host trifecta, who do I go to first? I'm choosing Alicia Italia. Oh. Alicia, how are you? I'm well. Good. I'm I am to your left. I have never been in this. We seat just before. realized you've never been over there. So it's a little weird. Do we look weirder? It's weird. Here's the other thing, by the way. You guys look wonderful. And I'm wearing a disc golf t-shirt and basketball shorts. It's because you're gone for a week. You're trying Listen, to still get acclimated I, to I work in youth, man. Here. I work in youth. I think that gives me an excuse to dress like one. At least my wife says so. Okay. So it's fine. It's the professional attire will come in time. You'll learn. Uh, but you guys bring me up. Uh, he is joining us again, Mark Francis. Mark, Thanks. I missed you, dude. I didn't know if I was going to get an official introduction, but I'm here. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be here. And yeah, I miss you too. You know, I mean, we had a wonderful show last Good. week. Can I bring that up? Absolutely, you can. It was an amazing conversation and we were able to meet the OG Pearson. The mm-hmm. OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Um, she spoke well of you. I was looking for the it's worst. because the camera's on. And I, she came in strong. She, Suzanne yeah. Pearson, thank you once again for being there. You guys yeah. probably know what she Mama said. Mama Pearson. When the, when the yes, camera's Mama off. Yes, Mama Pearson. I, I think she probably used a lot of self-control. Before? Yes. Like sort of. Yes, but yeah. I don't, I, I mean, I don't know her super yeah. well, but it was yeah. really a pleasure to have her on. I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's well. awesome, but. <laughs> I hope so, right? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's jump into a weekend in review. Don uh, Hard Talk. Mm. Am I right? You're right. What a guy. Mark, I'll yeah. come your way first and then Alicia will get going. Well, you know, a lot of times for me on weekends, I attend Fellowship 3. So mm. I'm downstairs and I'm not there in person with the pastor. Hmm. I'll still say hello and touch base with them typically periodically, but this past week I was upstairs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fellowship one and two, those two services. And to be able to to experience the the kind of the joy from the congregation, the appreciation from the congregation for Don and Hartog mm-hmm. and his family yeah. was amazing. To be able to um, see all 15 of his grandkids that he was hmm. um showing up front he actually had them if you weren't in the second service upstairs he had them come forward in the orchestra level and they all said hi and there's a special moment where he was able to share christie's family and mm-hmm. i'll tell you i mean the the congregation stand stood gave a standing ovation and just thanked him from that standpoint even before mm-hmm. he got to the sermon that's neat. so Good. that was a highlight yeah and then um <laughs> quick side story also the worship team over Years has always known that one of Don's favorite songs is Behold Our God. Mm, mm-hmm. wow. And um, he just gave us a thank you note today that, mm. uh, you know, I won't share everything in it, but it essentially was saying over the mass, last couple of weeks, I was just, it was on my heart to say, I really wanted to sing that song, mm. but he <laughs> never told us. And we we did that <laughs> just cool. thinking that, okay, that made sense. Not knowing where his sermon was really going to end up, yeah. but- I mean, what an amazing song to end on any sermon, right. Right, to be able to rehearse the gospel and just declare, mm-hmm. behold our God. And so to, to do that in person, in that room with his family, mm-hmm. you know, and, okay, I'll stop talking, get off my soapbox. But sometimes being a worship leader, you can't, you, you want to connect with the, with the audience and the congregation. Mm-hmm. But my role and my job is to help lead the congregation. And sometimes if you are watching people worship, and especially if you know their stories, if oh, you ex- if you experience kind <sighs> yeah. of and see people, I mean, I even Did you kn- cry? knew other people that were that have <laughs> lost 
family members or have mm-hmm, gone through mm-hmm. situations in life and to see them worship at the same time so is cool. like, yeah, it just, yeah. that'll knock you out. So I was half knocked out yeah. on the stage, yeah. just knowing that, okay, right. I, I couldn't look at the Den Hartog family and there's yeah. other people that, in the audience I can't look at, you know? So there's this emotional component of worshiping mm-hmm. together corporately mm-hmm. in that moment. And then it being a kind of a send off for Don is obviously great too. So mm. that for me was the Sunday and the experience, not even touching on the sermon that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Well, and I was down in F3 and I wholeheartedly agree. I thought I I wasn't upstairs, obviously, to see the the Den Hartog family in person, but um, just to uh, be together and the song selections for every song before the sermon, Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. the sermon was so fantastic. And, And then that that song that we sung, Speak, O Lord, yeah. is that the name of yep. it? Um, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's the prayer of our heart. And wow, especially in regards to the sermon, I yep. thought that that song was just so well-fitting. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. And it's funny, the what writer of that service. song, Speak, O Lord, uh, it, I've been to conferences with them before, and I've heard him explain this song before, that the, the song was almost written for the pastor in mind. Mm just as much as it is for the congregation to to have that be a prayer to receive the food of your holy word you know mm-hmm. to be able to to God speak to us through this passage speak to me as i receive yeah. the word right. of god and and so for that to be a two-way street of pastor to have that prayer congregation to have that prayer and god show us your word and then to segue into a sermon that he gave which is essentially man hold the word of god fast mm-hmm. and strong and be wise in unpacking that. Be biblically woke. Right. <laughs> you right. know, who knew that Don would un- unpack that word for us? I love hearing him say woke. <laughs> yeah. 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 And one of the coolest parts about the goodbye is it's not a clean cut goodbye. No. Either. Yeah. Like, I-, I love that he addressed, you know, he'll be back in forms or fashions and helping with the Zooms and the seminars and yep. stuff. And he even said to consider where he's going, like FBC West. And I, this cool. is really cool to. Yeah realize like he he's a part of the body a body that knows no boundaries and and i will just exciting. give one other shout out because i was able to chat with him and his son brandon hartog several yes, weeks ago on that. the fellowship family podcast and so look for that episode if you haven't heard yeah, it yet that because was, that was an emotional podcast i listened yeah. to that it was really mm-hmm. really good so and i encourage able, you guys it, to listen it, to that i mean yes he used about 10 minutes of his sermon time to kind of communicate to the congregation his thanks and his gratitude and introduce his family but the whole podcast was really him sharing from his heart mm-hmm. and brad his son of mm-hmm. kind of their thankfulness to the congregation but also he gave a preview of his sermon in that podcast mm-hmm. of this is on his heart so to have this final sermon that he's giving as a staff member of our church, right? to have it be from his heart, and, and that shows his passion of mm-hmm. being a pastor of biblical education, mm-hmm. and that came through loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. check that out if you haven't uh, already. It's uh, on our YouTube. But guys, why don't we jump into Hebrews 5, uh, 12 through 14. Um, he didn't have a ton of sermon notes kind of prepared for everybody, and I think that was good because it was, you know, a fully engaging experience from the stage just with everything going on. Um, Alicia, I'll come your way first. I mean, what what stood out to you? Well, it was really neat to uh, how he started off his sermon explaining how our to the the term woke in today's culture is very uh, it's there's nothing new under the sun mm-hmm. and how it related to uh, the enlightenment and the individualistic thinking from back in that day um and so i think that 
it uh, the the word woke today is something that is could be a little confusing and just trying to discern, well, as Christians, is it wrong to be woke? What does that look like for us? And hmm. I think the answer, which he entitled his sermon, Biblically Woke, I think is that that's so good because, um, yes, as Christians, we do need to be b- biblically woke. And um, he highlighted two main things that one, our culture is changing and we need to be people of solid food. We need to get off that mm-hmm. bottle, mm-hmm. eat that steak. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously the Bible is our source of discernment. That is that is our meat and we need to be feeding off the Bible. And then also as the church is changing, um, none of us are going to be here forever. The leaders mm-hmm. are getting older, uh, but Jesus, he is the same yesterday, today and forever. And he's not mm-hmm. leaving. He is here as the ultimate good shepherd, leading his people, caring for us, and overseeing every detail of the changing culture, the changing church. He is our sovereign God mm. who we have our hope in. It's mm. really yeah. good. It's funny because it, it, we will always refer to our community group. You know, mm-hmm. of what are we conversations have we had? And, um, we're not meeting for the summer, mm-hmm. but yet last night I did have somebody from our community group over and somebody else for dinner. Do you guys have a community group group chat? We should. We, we have should a, do. We so have an email. Uh, email. Oh, we, we should have a, we, we we keep it on email. Thread. Yeah. yeah. John Avery email. has a text strand going. Oh, that's cool. We get a little out of hand, but no, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So we had a dinner time conversation yeah. and, and one of the key things that really came out was that it stands out when you make a statement that there is one interpretation of scripture. Mm. And so we had a conversation about that, you know, and okay, that as a, as a believer, you know, we're believing in the inerrant word of scripture and that is from inspired from God and that the authorial intent of what God is having the human writer say is one meaning, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so with that one meeting, I think the challenge for us, and he didn't really go there, but that's, this is our dinnertime conversation, was, well, there's there can be different applications mm. for individuals. But mm. if we are all on board and all understand that this is one meaning, we are unified in that. And it made me think of Ephesians 4, where it does say there is one body and one spirit, just as also you mm. were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, faith one baptism, baptism, one God and Father who is over all and through all and in all. I mean, wow. So, you know, that was kind of a, a, an addendum passage that really mm-hmm. came to my mind mm-hmm. of elaborating just the unity that we can find through Christ and through his word and in our, our community of believers to kind of have that common bond of the word of God. And that needs to be elevated over anything else, over society, over culture, over government, over anything. The word of God should stand and we should be going to that as our source and not some 1700s enlightenment book yeah, we or need to be dissertation tr- right. or our government or the constitution or yeah. you know whatever the culture says woke is right now. Mm-hmm. And, and how do we filter that mm-hmm. through scripture? And yeah. that to me is very well. It's, it's what it's what are you putting your hope in? What is your definition of love? What is your definition of truth? When the world's going to offer so many different options for all those different things, and the Bible being one source can also be sobering because we're living in Bible times, and and, and we don't often realize that. I remember one youth group talk where I explained that we're living in Bible times. These kids are like, "What? 
What is, Bob, what is Bible that, times, that, Caleb? That, that thing's, that what thing, are you talking that about? That thing has been finished for years. What are you talking about? But then you realize there are prophecies that have yet to be it's fulfilled. Not, it's there not are, done. You know, this, the day that Paul is referring to and all this different stuff, we are still in this. Not only is there a grand narrative, but there's a grand narrative we belong to and we're a part of. And so the the enemy wants to give us a lie that this doesn't have anything to do with mm-hmm. what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, and we can find it. And that's what's so cool about Don and not even just his sermon, but his passion over the last, what, over 18 years, 15 18 years, years yep. of just biblical education mm-hmm. and adult learning center and biblical training center and and having this go, not just from a, a, a religious ritual, but to a, a personal hobby. And we all need that passion. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. can't just rely on a pastor to give us that truth once right. a week. We can't just rely on a podcast you know, once a week that you listen to, as great as our podcasts are. But you know, <laughs> there needs to be this depth that we're all personally yeah. investing into the Word of God. And I, I got to admit, I've admitted this before, I got to do better. Mm-hmm. I've got to do better of mm-hmm. understanding and getting into God's Word. And how does that apply to me today? Well, and I think that the people as, I'm, I'm with. As our culture is changing and we're uh, confronting all of these questions and and sometimes we're tempted to go to God's word to find those answers that we want. Mm-hmm. And so we go seeking God's word and we're like looking and we're trying to see maybe God's saying something, but he, where he actually hasn't versus we need to be going to God's word to see what he says mm-hmm. and then applying that and try, instead of trying to conform God to what we want him yeah, that to is, do. Yeah, that right. is so critical, you know, to have maybe our own personality bent or to have what we want the scripture to say and we go there. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the understanding of the authorial intent is there to interpret right. And Don's like, don't mock the people that are looking into the Greek and the Hebrew and really unpacking it. I mean, that is valuable. And don't try to just have it be your personality's bent of what you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There, I I listened to the podcast with uh, Bo Spires. Is that yeah. how we say his last yeah. name? Spires? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he made a comment about um, the the team of people in the church who are, uh, are they love truth team? Is that mm-hmm. what they're yeah. what they're called? The love truth yep. team, and just how their ears are always perked for listening um, amongst the body for any sort of error that mm. might be a stumbling block for us Christians. Yep. And I thought, what a what a sweet protection that is for the flock. And um, that mm. made me think about Acts 20, 28, and 29, how we're to be on guard, ready to fend off the fierce wolves. And um, we need that discernment. We need, um, there's those times where we need to take action to defend the truth, to protect the flock, um, especially when we're wrestling with all of these terms that can be quite dizzying and even woke in today's terms, it's, it can be um, not only confusing, but it can be divisive. It can be polarizing. Mm -hmm. It can cause fear. It can cause people to, you know, move towards tribalism. Um, People can be exploited. It, it just can turn into a big mess because it's like, wow, what in the world? But for us as Christians to be biblically woke, that's going to have a whole different face on it. It's going to look totally different because 
for us as Christians to be biblically woke, it can give a sight for biblical justice as image bearers, because we are made in the image of God and we're made to reflect Him. And that can lead to hope and healing among communities. Um, And then when we are rooted, like what we've been talking about, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that allows us as Christians to display that unhypocritical love, what we've been talking about in Romans 12. And um, what a a neat insertion in the middle of our Roman study to have these couple of uh, weeks just to really be reminded of the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then for us, I I was asking, how did Jesus engage his culture during that time? What did he do? And that brought me to John 1 14. um, Which, Let's see. Anyway, I've I've got it memorized, but um, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And so Jesus was full of grace and truth as he engaged his culture. And that's mm. how we are called to engage our culture with grace and truth. He pitched mm. his tent among us, he dwelling among us. Yeah. So we don't have to be fearful and jump back from our mm-hmm. culture, but we can step into that space and offer grace and truth. And you can't have one without the other. Exactly. You know? And I it's mean, rooted in coming, love. Right. And love is surrounding that, mm-hmm. right? You know, if you're coming at somebody with truth without grace or without love. It's no longer truth. Ex- and mm-hmm. vice versa. If you're coming mm-hmm. at somebody in love without truth, mm-hmm. then it's no longer love mm-hmm. or graceful. And right, so right. there's this component of what Jesus, what you're saying that Jesus is describing of grace and truth surrounded in love is how we should live. Yeah. And, and he's the light. The verse five, John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And hmm. the, I, Jesus is the light. He's the light of the world. And that's the key to the whole ball game, right? Like the, the hope we Give so the desperately, cra- the hope we so <laughs> desperately crave. It's, it's not a, a program. It's not a, a president. It's not a policy. Hope is a person, mm-hmm. and the person of Jesus, and mm-hmm. how we can learn more about him, learn about the things he said, how he did what he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And and for young people, this isn't just a guy that died for you. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father God, acting on behalf for you now. Mm-hmm. He's living for you now and mm-hmm. is a resource. Yep. And I think we're just quick to forget that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just remind us, Alicia, because you've got the incredible notes over there. The <laughs> final two takeaways. Yes. That that Don mm-hmm. wants our congregation to understand, unpack, just give us those two. Yeah, it's back to what I started with and initially that as our culture is changing, um, the Bible is our discernment. That is our meat. That is from mm-hmm. that Hebrews 5 passage. Um, and the Bible is our source of woke. Um, and then two, Don also highlighted from 2 Timothy 2 um, about the, a worker who rightly handles the word of truth. And um, Paul is encouraging us, uh, God is encouraging us to handle his word rightly. Um, and we are workmen. We It is something that we need to be actively doing. Um, and then also as our church is changing, the mm. culture is changing, Always to be mindful that Jesus is never changing. He is the same yep. yesterday, today, and forever. That was the thing forever. that I, he didn't touch on as much, but I feel like that we should at least address. I mean, there's there are changes happening at FBC. There's 
in, in the Fellowship Family podcast, that's what's happening. And we were talking mm-hmm. about multiple mm-hmm. people. You mentioned Bo Spire. So he's coming on board to kind of help fill in some of those coordination shoes for biblical education and, and championing love and truth. You know, uh, there's numerous people that make fun of Mark Carey. John Morrison, Donna Hartog, <laughs> Charlie Spencer, that they're getting old and gray, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so where do we go with that? Right. And where does our church go with that? And it's not to be fearful. And so right. that was neat for Don to come out and just flat out say that. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. And <laughs> right. God has you for such a time as this. Right. We all need to hear that. I, I've been trying to talk to the young people about that because they live as if... This, it was an accident that they were placed here. Why? Of all eras, I have to deal with this, right? We we, we get so existential, but but God is just so full of wisdom. Second Peter and- is a great encouragement to us in that way. Second Peter 1, starting at verse 3, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence excellence, Mm. by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness fastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. And there's no, Mm. I've arrived when you read that. There's (laughs) no no, like, I'm good. There's not, (laughs) but it's these sweet and precious promises Mm -hmm. that he is equipping us with everything that we need for life and godliness. Mm -hmm. He's not calling us to live in this day and age unable Right. He is fully equipping us with everything that we need mm-hmm. uh, to be able to live for Him and His glory. And mm-hmm. I think that that starts in the home, and it works its way out to mm-hmm. your church life, your workplace, and even your social media. I just think about social media oh, right boy. now, and You're like touch that? Okay. it's it's a huge influencer. <laughs> right? It is a huge influencer of our world, and it it can. Um, it, it has a lot of positive effects and it has a lot of negative effects. Mm-hmm. And so as Christ followers, as Christ, uh, as Christians, Christians, mm-hmm. how are we representing our Lord on our social media platforms? Mm-hmm. Are we divide, being divisive or are we um, speaking the truth in love? And always and, filtering it through where is the Bible Exactly. Where's God in this? And where's his word? How did you arrive at that conviction? Yeah. Why do you feel that way? And trying to find the scripture to to get us all, you know, and that's how we're going to find unity in the local body. Like this is going to be what we... I notice my proximity to Mark because I'm pr- I'm pursuing truth and he's pursuing truth, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's just such a cool principle. But yeah, I wrote that quote down that Mark sh- or uh, Don shared uh, during the sermon that Bob uh, Harriman, the elder mm-hmm. who's yeah. passed away. Yep. Uh, that he said, focus on only the issues that have a spiritual dimension, then find out where Christ is on these things. Mm. Yeah, that's where it's at. Mm. And that's cool that that's on the elders' agenda every mm. time they meet. Mm-hmm. That is, that's yeah. where it's yeah. at. Yeah. So thank you to our leaders out there yeah. who are watching Seriously. and listening because mm-hmm. there's plenty of churches that don't have that statement on there and too many personal opinions get in the way of mm-hmm. church decisions. And so right. we can trust as a body that mm-hmm. as church leaders may come and go, as church leaders may get older and there's new ones being raised up, that we can entrust that Christ is still the focus of our church. Mm-hmm. And I think that's valuable yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah. It's good. absolutely. 
Yeah. Mark, what can we point people towards before we get out of here? So many things. I'm going to hold off on getting all the big fall announcements for okay. another couple yeah, weeks. That makes sense. But I'm just going to give the teasers out there. Just it feels like everyone's gone. Like, is this yeah, vacation this week? This is vacation but, week. You know, yeah. I, you know, I've got still another vacation coming up. I haven't really taken a real one yet. I mean, but in August, I'm okay. excited. I'm looking Good. forward to that. Okay. So maybe when I come back from August, we'll really hit the the real announcements of what fall ministries fall are happening. Launch. But again, yeah, ministry doesn't stop here right. in the summer. There's right. still plenty of things going on. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned about our community group is not meeting, there's probably plenty of other community groups that aren't meeting. Mm -hmm. But just the one thing to start praying about is if you are not a part of a group, mm -hmm. I would challenge you to think and pray about that because that's where you will get the true growth and you mm -hmm. will get the true rubbing iron, sharpening iron to do life and to do things uh, scripturally. So pray pray about that because there's a big, big push in the fall for joining a community group. Hmm. Um, there's plenty of other plugs, but I'll just plug the next big church-wide focus. I mentioned that a couple of times, even John Van Drunen a couple of mm -hmm. weeks ago mentioned right. this overflow. Be on the lookout for that and mm -hmm. what that means. And that's going to be a really cool it's exciting. Thing. So. That's that's a, I mean I can I can cool. talk for days You're about what's happening around here. Yeah. But I'm gonna shut it down and just tell people to go to the website. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Well, thank you both for being here. As a reminder to our listeners and viewers, we're all over the place. If you Google Sermon Spotlight and if you go to YouTube, type in Fellowship Bible Church, look for the blue logo. Pops right up. You can subscribe. Find all our podcasts uh, and all the content we put out, including even the live stream sermons and stuff, are there as well. The fact of the matter everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.